When you can't breathe, nothing else matters. And that's why you really need to love your lungs. And And this this is Chick to Chick. Lung health is so important. I don't think people realize that lung cancer is the number one cancer killer of men and women Mm -hmm. in this country. In fact, nearly 400 people die of lung cancer every single day. That's 16 people every hour. And we need to focus on our lungs and we need to love our lungs. Yes, we absolutely do. I think we learned a lot more about loving our lungs. I mean, we went through COVID. All you were hearing was, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. You know, lungs being in distress, COVID pneumonia. I think I learned a lot more about lung health outside of what we typically think about. And that would be, you know, uh, lung disease, COPD, and something that is really important, and that's asthma, right? Oh, and that just that just brings back memories yeah. for me. My, my son um, had asthma when he was a child, and when you see your child mm. not being able to breathe, mm. it, it's just, it's so unnerving. Terrifying. And one story that comes to mind, I mean, this is crazy, but this was back, he was five or six years old, and I was anchoring a newscast, and literally... During a commercial break, one of my coworkers comes in and says, Flora, you need to get off the set. Mm. I said, well, why? Did I do something? She goes, you need to get off the set. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, the school nurse called and Sean can't breathe. He's having an asthma attack. So scary. And just even like just right now, it's just bringing up the hair on the back of my neck. I got off the set in the middle of a commercial break, Mm -hmm. got in the car, drove 90 miles an hour to get to this school. I grabbed my son. He's gasping for air and rush him to the doctor. And I'm like, he can't breathe. I just barged into the doctor's Mm -hmm. office. And it reminds me of that commercial. Do you remember that commercial that the little boy was saying, when I can't breathe, yes, I, I feel like that. a fish out of water. Yeah. And so it really, really drives home the importance of lung health, which brings us to our guest today. Molly Piscitano is with the American Lung Association here in Pennsylvania. Molly, it's such a pleasure to have you. And please tell us, why is it so important for us to be talking about and focusing on lung health? Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. And as you know, lung health is increasingly important. It's always important. As you mentioned earlier, when you can't breathe, nothing else matters. And it's just been shown over the past couple of years how critical lung health is, being that we're still facing in in an ongoing lung health pandemic. So I'm really excited to be here today to talk about a variety of the lung health issues that the American Lung Association is focusing on. And we're excited to hear what you have to say, but I quickly want to ask about an event that you have coming up called Day at the Capitol. What is that all about? Absolutely. So Day at the Capitol is our annual advocacy day event where we have hundreds of students and tobacco control and lung health advocates rally together to speak with their legislators about these important tobacco control and lung health issues that I mentioned that we are focusing on. And this year it's happening on May 3rd. And now a couple of years ago, a few years ago, really we had it in person, but the past couple of years and now this year, of course we are 
moving forward with virtual. We hope to be in person again one day, hopefully next year. But virtually, we're still able to, you know, have a great chance to speak with our legislators about these important issues. They are so important. And I know you have two organizations um, that that take part in this day of at the Capitol. One's called PAC and the other one is called TRUE. What do these two organizations stand for and how are they involved with Day at the Capitol? Yes, that's correct. So PACT is the Pennsylvania Alliance to Control Tobacco. It is a statewide coalition managed under the the American Lung Association and funded by the Pennsylvania Department of Health. And this statewide coalition educates the public and elected officials about any tobacco control issue, you name it, from clean indoor air, tobacco taxes, um, flavored tobacco and other critical tobacco issues. Um, previously, we worked on Tobacco 21, increasing the tobacco sales age from 18 to 21. And so we work with a variety of people who are just really passionate about reducing secondhand smoke exposure and about helping people quitting tobacco and really anyone who's interested in, in policy and action for a healthier Pennsylvania. Now, TRUE, as you mentioned, is our uh, tobacco resistance unit, and that is also a statewide coalition managed under the American Lung Association and funded through the Pennsylvania Department of Health. Um, now, this is specifically for youth. It's for uh, teens all throughout PA, ages 12 to 18, to help them stay tobacco-free um, through community outreach and edu prevention education. Um, so they do a lot of really exciting activities um, across the state in order to help with that peer-to-peer -peer education on um, hopefully ending tobacco use for the next generation. And you talk about teenagers. One of the things that we have heard so much about mm. is vaping and how just it, it can just it can kill a, a kid. And I don't think they know much about it. And I know that it's rampant still in schools. So you have something that's vape-free schools. Can you explain? Yes, we have. So through the American Lung Association specifically, there is a vape preschools initiative. And as you mentioned, unfortunately, we're still, you know, while we're in this lung health pandemic, we're still facing this issue with ongoing issue with e-cigarettes as well, with well over 2 million U.S. middle and high school students still using e-cigarettes. Mm. So vape free schools initiative through the American Lung Association is really great. Um, you know, it helps to provide guidance to schools who want to either implement or strengthen their tobacco-free policy to make them completely 100% vape-free. Um, it offers guidance on providing that prevention education and cessation resources to help teens quit vaping and using e-cigarettes in schools if needed. Um, and in addition to that, it provides policy guidance, as I mentioned, with um, you know providing or implementing or strengthening um, your tobacco-free policy in schools or vape-free policy, and provides, again, that guidance for students and parents and staff within that, um, within that school and community. So it's really a great resource. Again, it can be found at, through the American Lung Association um, at lung.org. You know, this whole issue of vaping drives me insane because mm -hmm. I hear kids saying, I vape because it's safer than smoking. Right. And it's I'm not like, a big deal. Who's telling you that it's safer than smoking? The people who, the, the vape company? Yeah, like, really, really believe that. <laughs> I mean, why are they buying into this? And I think it's important that you're having kids telling other kids why vaping isn't safe because they're not listening to mom. 
Right. They're not listening to the adults. They're not listening to us. Mm -hmm. They think we're crazy. Does it help when a kid gives the message to another child? Definitely. As you mentioned, Flora, they don't want to hear from, you know, authoritative figures (laughs) like they, they or mom, you know, they want to hear from their friends. If they see someone who's a little bit older, you know, a teenager that they look up to and admire and they say that vaping's not cool, they're more likely to listen to them than they are, you know, you know, teachers and parents kind of pushing the information down their throats. So it, the peer-to-peer education method really is great and you know, more effective. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah. I know you have another initiative that you're working on um, to get asthma meds in school. And of course, I just that would have meant a lot. in Oh, your my situation. gosh. Wow. I mean, Molly, mm-hmm. I can't even tell you the panic um, that went through my heart that day when they said your son can't breathe and that they can't do anything. They can. That's, yeah. I think, the scary yeah. part. They and can't do anything. I mean, I, I literally was driving 90 miles an hour and I thought if I get pulled over, they're going to have to follow me. No, yeah, they're going to have, have to follow, follow me. That's exa- I wasn't stopping. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. saw my son having asthma attacks. I saw him gasping for air. So when I got that call, I was beyond panic. How helpful would it be to have asthma meds readily available in schools? And how many kids are dealing with this type of situation? That's a great question. You know, when you tell that story, being a new mom myself, it just brings, it's terrifying. It just brings tears to my eyes to imagine, you know, that anyone, you or anyone would have to go through that. And, you know, asthma impacts, as we know, millions of lives and, in Pennsylvania alone, nearly 270,000 children have asthma. <sighs> really, you know, it, it's time that we um, really help these kids even more. And so, as you mentioned, we are working on an initiative that would allow schools in Pennsylvania to stock that emergency asthma medication so that, you know, if you know, someone's having an asthma attack in school and they don't have their inhaler because a lot of times people might only have one inhaler because they are expensive and that might be at home. So to have that emergency asthma medication at school would really be critical. And in addition to that, a lot of the times because kids spend so much time at school, they might experience their first respiratory at school and not at home, in which case they need that medication immediately. So this would allow schools to have staff or school nurses on hand who are trained to be able to provide this emergency as a medication um, for anyone, as we said, who experiences an onset of cough, shortness of breath and chest tightness um, that signals an asthma attack. And this medication is very safe. About 15 states have already passed such legislation in the U.S. So we're hoping that um, this you know, would be great for Pennsylvania next and that Pennsylvania could be a part of that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That'd be fantastic. Let's just circle back a little bit. Molly, we talked about Day at the Capitol. Where can people register for this event? Great question. So um, for Day at the Capitol, you can register online at pactonline.org. Um, that's through our statewide coalition. And we do have, um, you know, for those who are interested in being a part of the legislative visits, encourage people to be packed and true members. But we do have a virtual community forum that's open to the public where they'll have a chance to listen to um, lung health experts and those involved in our programs like true. They'll be able to hear from students and their perspective on vaping And they'll also be able to hear, you know, some of the great work that's being done um, throughout the Commonwealth 
to address the issues of secondhand smoke and clean indoor air, um, asthma, as we mentioned, because it also falls on World Asthma Day. And then also, again, the great tobacco prevention and cessation work being done um, to highlight the importance of funding for our programs. Well, this was all tremendous uh, information, Molly. We loved having you on. We loved all of this uh, great information. And again, Day at the Capitol is coming up. It's May 3rd, correct? Correct. May 3rd. Molly, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Molly. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Molly. well, first of all, <laughs> when you share that story um, that that happened to to Sean, it is it is terrifying. I didn't realize how young he was. Yeah, but I tell you, it would go a long way yeah. if schools could provide that support, that relief. I'm sure the schools would feel great about it. Parents would feel a lot better about it. Um, all in total, I think it's amazing what the Lung Association does to really reach out in all the ways that support lung health. Well, and what Molly pointed out, okay, you have an inhaler. They're expensive. Some families cannot afford to have an inhaler at home, one at school. Or to get lost in a backpack. And that happens a lot. They're kids. And they're like, where's your inhaler? I don't know. They're kids. So I think that would have a big impact and help a lot of kids. And um, we just love educating people about this very important issue. Because, again, if you can't breathe, nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. No, we appreciate you being with us today. We hope you'll come back when we chirp about another topic.